behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. We have a Vikings game this week. I repeat, we have a Vikings game this week, albeit it's a preseason game. But you know what? Around here at Score North, we're going to absolutely take that. Welcome into the Taxi Squad, everybody. My name is Jason Stormer, along with your usual cabbies on duty. We got A.J. Fredrickson and Artis Woods. Another week to recap training camp for the Vikings. Like I just mentioned, they got their first game coming up against the Seattle Seahawks. This, this upcoming Thursday, they released their first depth chart, so we're going to dive right into that. And uh, the NFL, at least the players, definitely put a little respect on Justin Jefferson's name. We'll get into that in a second. But, fellas, how are we feeling on this? What are we recording this? On a Tuesday night, which kind of feels weird. We normally do this on Wednesday nights. So we're doing this on a Tuesday night. How are we feeling on a Taco Tuesday? Wow, feeling okay. Pretty- the- <laughs> I just I didn't expect it to go that route. That's all. I was a little caught off guard. Okay, all right. We both were. We I like both tacos. Were. Yeah. Too too busy laughing, man. Too busy laughing. But uh, no, man. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. It, it was a long day of work for me, I will say. And I'm fresh off of coming from the gym, so I'm a little sweaty at the moment. Ooh. But but but. I'm feeling good because, guys, I got a new microphone. You know what I mean? AJ yes, put yes. me on game as far as a new microphone. My last microphone was real choppy. So I got a new one, and I'm I'm happy to use it for some uh, some Minnesota sports content. It's like a brand new man. Yes. yes. <laughs> same, same elite takes, but just a clear, crisper-sounding voice. I love it. Yes, yeah. uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm and I'm doing good too. Um, it's uh, it, it's nice to be back. Another week doing Taxi Squad. We've got football just a mere forty eight hours away for the Minnesota Vikings like season to like kind of get started. I even have a fantasy draft this Friday. Oh, wow. Way too early in my opinion, way but that's how early. that's how scheduling oh. I guess uh, has to go for this league. Oh. So um, still conflicted on who I'm taking second overall, but oh, you know, oh, wow, yeah, not not sure yet. I haven't even looked at a single fantasy ranking yet. I usually try to have my drafts be as late as possible, like around Labor Day, if if possible. But yeah. before the first preseason game, who is your commissioner? It, he's oh. uh, he's a busy guy, and and it's oh. it's a league where we do it in person. It's oh, that's kind of fun though. Like that, that, that's pretty that part's cool. cool. Yeah. And so, but it's just like I know whoever is you know whoever I take is gonna have a rough preseason for some reason, and then you know then I'm just out of it. So I don't know who I'm gonna take. <laughs> I know JJ is going to be off the board, and then do I go Jamar Chase or do I go Christian McCaffrey or do I go um, Austin Eckler? I think uh, it, I, Cooper Cup's kind of there, but yeah. I would rather have Chase. But I don't, is Burrow when's he going to be back? That's I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. That's, that's yeah, tough. I mean, you're asking the wrong person again. I have not looked at a single <laughs> rank. I, I have no idea whatsoever. And with the whole running back situation in Flux, I really don't have like a good grasp of like who's like top exactly. ranked at that position. Or anything? By the way, folks, man, we. Artist's microphone has lights and everything on it, and I'm just mesmerized. I'm just, I'm just caught up in it right now. It's like the Mystic Lake lights over down at Shakopee. You know, you can just see them from miles away, and I'm just mesmerized by it. It's uh, the color purple, which is extremely appropriate for the topics that we are going to be covering today, which we usually have been doing here on the Score North Taxi Squad. The Minnesota Vikings, full go training camp. We got our first preseason game coming up, but uh, like I mentioned, in the intro, uh, the league definitely put some respect on Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson's name. 
Uh, we got into it pretty heavy last week about the NFL Top 100 list and about maybe some inconsistencies in that and just like, you know, how legit is it? But anyway, uh, Justin Jefferson, the star wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings, was ranked the second best player in the entire league by his peers. Number one, pretty obvious, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, number three, to artists' delight, Jalen Hurts, which I definitely know uh, made artists very, very happy. But guys, look, I don't think we need to make much of a debate that Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football right now, but it is pretty gosh darn reassuring to see his peers, other players in the NFL, totally give credit to where it is due with this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a guy who last season, I think he was 17th is what the, the record or what the rankings came out. And he, you know, at the modest guy that he kind of was, you know, hey, that's very cool, blah, blah, blah. But my goal is by this time next year to be the number one ranked wide receiver. And lo and behold, look what he does. He has a fantastic season. He is, I want to say, two. It, it's two years out for when his rookie deal officially ends. But the Vikings are going to be trying to wrap that extension up sooner than later. Um, and after the season he had the highlight type of plays, I mean, the catch, if I, you know, I, I think everybody now knows what I'm talking about with in, a, in the Buffalo game, just all that stuff, um, has surmounted to his peers amongst the NFL players saying, Hey, this guy, not only is he the best wide receiver, but in terms of just overall players, he's the second best in the league, second only to Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, man. Uh, first thing I got to say is shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. I just had to just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. Listen, Typical. I just had to get that out there from a guy that wasn't ranked at all last year, a guy that a lot of people doubted will be a starter. Shout out to him, man. Okay. just I just want to throw that out there as an Eagles fan. But now, putting that to the side, Justin Jefferson is rightfully so at number two. One offensive player of the year, two-time All-Pro already. 1,400 yards rookie season, over 1,600 yards uh, second year, over 1,800 yards this past year. He's a stud. He's, he's the best in the NFL. It's, it's, it's unquestionable at this point. As some of you know, AJ pointed it out last episode. I'm doing like a, I was doing a top five receivers list. Obviously, JJ is number one, and that prompted me to look up some numbers. I want to just throw this, throw this at you guys really quick when it comes to how much the Vikings count on Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. Justin Jefferson accounted for 28.3% of the Vikings yards from the line of scrimmage 28.3. That is the highest amongst any receiver. And the next two players aren't even receivers. The next two players are Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb at oh gosh. <laughs> 32% and 36%. So it's like the Vikings winning as many games as they won. It wasn't because of the defense. It was mainly because of the offense. And Justin Jefferson obviously had a lot to do with that. So shout out to him. He's, he's in this rightfully, He's in the right spot. He's in the right spot. Yeah, there's no doubt that he's the best receiver in the league. I think you can maybe throw like Devontae Adams, maybe, because he was able For to sure. keep his production level over in, in Vegas after he left Green Bay. But now he has a whole new quarterback. We'll see how that goes with uh, Jimmy G, right? It's Jimmy G in Vegas now because Derek Carr went to New Orleans. Man, his, his quarterbacks yep. ended up in weird spots this offseason. Yeah, it's just totally cool because I don't know if a Viking has ever made it this high on this list. And we looked it up last week off air that they've been doing this since like 2011, 2012 or something. So at least 10 years now, which makes sense. I mean, in the era of social media, this is definitely something that is very engaging on social media. But again, it's all voted by the players. These are all guys around the league. And sure, we kind of 
dove into some criticisms of why that might not actually create a uh, legitimate ranking anyway, because we talked about some players who maybe shouldn't have belonged in the top 100. But once you get into like the top 10 kind of guys, I mean, you know, just that list is going to be pretty set in stone. Like you can, like, it's very debatable, like 50 through 100, but like the top 10 guys, or at least like the top 20 guys, I mean, you know, pretty definitively in the NFL who those guys are. And just to see JJ that high on the list, again, it's not surprising whatsoever, but it is just really cool when it actually manifests itself. Like, oh my gosh, like, here is this, and I, I, I take it for granted. I was thinking on like uh, before the show today, and he, obviously he still has a long career ahead of him. It's just like, man, I, I need to stop and smell the roses with Justin Jefferson and just appreciate just how epic of a wide receiver this team has. Um, a guy that who is going to, I mean, yeah, on this pace is going to legitimately potentially dethrone Randy Moss as the greatest Vikings wide receiver in all time. And I didn't think anybody thought that was possible, myself included. I didn't think that was really uh, possible. So to have him be on this list this high up, and there were a lot of other Vikings on the list, too. I forget where exactly all there's where they were placed. But it is really cool because it, it totally could have it totally could have gone to Jalen Hurts. It could have gone to Joe Burrow. Could have gone to Nick Bosa. Could have gone to any of those guys. But it went to JJ. Not gonna not gonna argue the Patrick Mahomes thing. Obviously, that guy deserves right. to be number one probably for like the next five years at least. He's just incredible, and we don't have to talk about really why. We know why. So yeah, it was really cool to see, and he's a star, and the league knows he's a star. And I don't think the league can do a damn thing about it because he's going to still put up those numbers, get those touchdowns, and hopefully lead the Vikings to a lot of success. And uh, speaking of success on the field, the Vikings are trying to really form things out in training camp right now, get the X's and O's down, learning whole new systems with Brian Flores. Uh, So far, I mean, this past week, I think, was relatively quiet, guys. It didn't seem like there was a lot of big news coming out of camp, at least at least on the injury front. There wasn't a whole lot. Uh, there was James Lynch, unfortunately, the defensive lineman. He did tear his ACL. He's obviously going to be out for the season. But I remember last week, guys, we talked about how it seemed like there were some nagging injuries that were popping up. It seemed like the Vikings relatively, besides, unfortunately, James Lynch had a pretty clean week. But the kind of the biggest thing that happened was that they released their first unofficial, official, whatever, depth chart of the season. Obviously they have to have this out before the first preseason game this Thursday, but there's a lot to break down here, guys. Um, obviously there's, they got the, all the starters and listed out, but really the mean potatoes when you see this is like, who's the backup and who is the third stringer, all that kind of stuff. So let's just dive right into this guys. We'll just start right with the offense. Pretty much uh, no surprise really at the quarterback position Kirk cousins. He's your starter, but the backup maybe was something to watch because of how impressive Jaron Hall had been. Well, not really the case so far. Nick Mullins is still listed second in the depth chart and then Jaron Hall at third. But here's where it gets interesting now with running back. Obviously, Alexander Madison, number one. We know that. Kane Wangwu, though, number two. And then Ty Chandler, number three. Guys, uh, we've talked about Ty Chandler before. We liked uh, the preseason that he had last year. Uh, he got hurt, though, so he did miss a significant amount of time. But I, I'm at least hopeful that he can put something together in this preseason as well. And Kane Wangwu, we know what he can do in the kick returns. But I think we've all been looking for a little bit more in the run game with him. But him being listed second on the depth chart here, I think is pretty interesting. What do you guys think? Yeah, and that's... Uh... I'm not surprised 
like you said, I, I think there was no doubt for the quarterbacks that Nick Mullins was going to be the, the, the backup, the first backup, without a question. Running backs, I think it was a little more up in the air, but heading into this first preseason game, I wouldn't take it like in too much. Uh, like, like I wouldn't take the weight of it too much just because I think Ty Chandler with a couple of very, very good performances and kind of what we've seen and heard at uh, training camp so far. I know that Kane Wangwu, he's put the ball on the ground a handful of times. And that's stuff that coaches notice. That's stuff that uh, we talked about this last week. The guys up in the stands who are, you know, watching through binoculars who traveled all the way from Mankato to watch the team, they're like, oh, you know, it's 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 all right. They're knocking off the rust. These running back coaches are like, you're making me look bad. <laughs> and, and I don't and I don't want to look bad. So when you make me look bad, you get less snaps. You get less minutes. Um, so if he continues and the the, the the main thing I think about is uh, remember the Titans, Rudy. You you pick me up that ball and you run every foot of a mile holding that football, and that's what they might have to do with Kanan Wangwu if he keeps doing that. Uh, but I think just based off what he does for the versatility side of uh, of his game, he's the guy to go with the backup immediately to Alexander Madison. I think Madison will be the bell cow for most of the important snaps for Vikings uh, drives this year. But when it comes to the secondary. Wang Wu, we, we've seen what he can do. He is pretty shifty. But Ty Chandler, I think, with a couple of very strong performances in the preseason, could throttle that to make it a like a, a 2A, 2B situation instead of just 1, 2, 3. Yeah, I, I pretty much side with everything that you just said for the most part, AJ. Um, I'm not necessarily shocked at how this thing broke down. I mean, you got to have some type of lineup out there. Like you said, mm-hmm. Jason, you have to have, you know, that depth chart in line, you know, before that first preseason game. So nothing like, especially from the running back position, nothing here really shocks me. I feel like I haven't seen enough enough from either guy to be confident enough to say right away, this guy is a bona fide number two running back. So we're going to get into the things, the positions that we're looking forward to seeing in the first preseason game. And that's one position I was definitely going to bring up because we've seen a little bit, but just not enough. Just not enough. Um, Alexander Madison, hey, he left some big shoes to fill at that backup position. (laughs) Some big (laughs) shoes to fill at the (laughs) RB2 position. And so um, I do like Ty Chandler's potential. Obviously, Wangwu, if he's putting the ball on the the turf, on the grass, then that's that's a no-go for sure. But Training camp is training camp. Practice is practice. Let's see what happens in live game action. You know, guys, guys mess up in practice all the time, you know, so I don't want to completely judge him by that. I'm more so like, let's see how this thing shakes out. Let's just watch and see how it shakes out because, you know, you never know what could happen with Alexander Madison. Knock on wood. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But, you know, it, it's it's a good time to evaluate the position. I'll say that it's a good time. But like I said, I don't I have not seen enough from them to just automatically say, okay, this guy should for sure be RB2. Yeah. Moving down the chart, uh, listed as wide receiver two right now for the Vikings is KJ Osborne, wide receiver three, Jordan Addison. Do you guys have any issue right now with KJ Osborne officially, unofficially announced the top chart, uh, being right now the Vikings wide receiver two, even though Jordan Addison is having so far one heck of a training camp? I'm going to say no, not at all, just because, of all the people that are going to like sit out for this coming uh, preseason game, we know who Justin Jefferson is. He's going to be in the facilities, but he's not going to get out of sweatpants. You know what I'm talking about? KJ Osborne. He's an, I, I'm not going to say like uh, like a top tier guy, but we know exactly who he is. We don't need to see him for this first game 
at all. I don't. Granted, we may maybe you see KJ Osborne the final preseason game for possibly a quarter. I think you know exactly who he is, and that's going to be solely just to like get him a little more like full speed action against another team that doesn't want to like let him win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jalen Na- uh, Naylor and Jordan Addison are two guys who Jalen Na- Naylor still needs to kind of prove himself a little bit, and you're still kind of looking to uncap the bottle that is his potential. And Jordan Addison, a rookie, you're going to want to see a little bit of what he can do because maybe he can do it in training camp, but as soon as you get in that you know, that kind of live game atmosphere, you have a crowd, you have the opposing team, you have, uh, you know, opposing DBs like covering you talking trash the entire time. You know, they're fighting for a roster spot just as much and maybe not as much as he is. Cause I think it's almost a shoe in, but, um, you want to see what he can do. So it's, it's all about kind of getting him some reps of real game time before you actually do get to week one. Personally, um, AJ, you just talked me off the ledge a little bit um, because <laughs> when I first saw this, I was I was disturbed. I was I was a bit annoyed because you drafted Jordan Addison to be receiver two, no question in my mind. Now, obviously, it's preseason again, like I just said, or like you guys just said, you you put you just put something out there on paper. Hey, this is what the team looks like. This is what we may be rolling with come week one, right? Um, but when I looked there, I, I just immediately assumed that Jordan Addison would be receiver two, even in preseason. And it was a little shocking to see KJ Osborne there. Just don't start the regular season with KJ Osborne as your number two receiver. That's all I ask. Hmm. If if this is just preseason and this is just how you want things to look for the time being, and this is a way to get him on the field more, if he's receiver three instead of receiver two, then so be it. I'm okay with it. But do not start this season telling me that KJ Osborne is your number two receiver. That's that is all I ask. Do do don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. That's that's all I ask. The only way that would really like that would sell to any of us is if KG Osborne just went out there and proved that he deserved to be wide receiver too right now. Like if he went out there and just balled out in the way that I think a lot of us hope that he would take the mantle for Adam Thielen. That kind of really didn't happen last season, even though Thielen was still on the team. I mean, if if Osborne can go out there and really just all right, rookie, hold on, wait, wait a second now. You, you'll get your turn, but I'm here to play as well. Then maybe we could be sold on this. But yes, Addison's a first-round pick. We want him in these opportunities. We, we want him to develop the right way. We don't want to put him in a situation where he's not comfortable or not ready for um, a particular situation in the game. But I don't think, just based off this training camp, I don't think this guy is going to need a lot of easing in to uh, game speed or anything like that. I mean, he's looking pretty, I mean, he's going up pretty good against Byron Murphy. And uh, so, like, I mean, it, it's looking really good. He looks pretty dang legit when you watch him and from everything in training camp indicates that yeah he's picking up things really well and and frankly i i will say this i mean he's kind of put away the whole going 140 thing just because of how good of a training camp he's having yeah i'm mentioning it now so i might be a hypocrite but like nobody's talking about that really much anymore because he's balling right now and he's developing a little good press for him so uh yeah i'm not really i'm kind of with aj i'm not too terribly offended by this move right now Still plenty of training camp to go. Maybe this is just, yeah, you're a rookie. Just you will get your spot. Don't worry. But, you know, that time will come with that kind of thing. And, you know, welcome to the NFL, that kind of thing. Let's let's stay humble here, maybe. All right, let's switch to the defense a little bit. I thought this was interesting because I know there was a lot of debate how he was used last year, and there's going to be more debate about how he's going to be used again this year, especially on a one-year deal that we just figured all out. 
Listed out as uh, starting outside linebacker right now, guys, is Daniil Hunter, not listed as a defensive end. Any reaction to that? I mean, he technically was in this spot kind of last year, but, I mean, do the Vikings intend to use him more played back again this season? What do you think about that? This is another thing I'm not looking into at all. Yeah. Um, just from what I've heard and what has been reported and what I've read is that what the looks are like at training camp in this Brian Flores defense, it's crazy. Like the looks that they're giving are chaotic, which is going to be both fantastic and sometimes frightening for instances like this, because people are going to look at this on paper and be like, what do you mean? This is what we did last year. We were Hunter. What are we talking about? No, the way that I've understood um, that Brian Flores is doing this is like, just because a position, like look at uh, Josh Metellus. They're having him play like three different positions throughout, you know, just depending on the play. Just because Daniil Hunter and Marcus Davenport are being listed as outside linebackers did not necessarily mean that that is like the stationary role. It's going to be almost like a a hybrid uh, motioning. Like he, they they might start in there or just based off like the where they uh, initially line up, it classifies as that. But they might form and like kind of tinker with the positioning and initial starting um, like positions once they actually do get down to snapping the ball. So um, I, I think the biggest thing is that look at the guys that are in like the same outside linebacker positioning there. Pat Jones, the second DJ Wanham. Those are the guys who are getting to the, to the quarterback and the fact that he's paired up initially with Marcus Davenport, who thankfully is back at padded practices now um, those two guys, I'm so excited to see once we get to a uh, season time, because those two have been um, working, but Daniel Hunter has essentially kind of been pulling Davenport aside at these practices and like tr- at, at least attempting based off the season that Davenport had last year, like w- one sack, maybe I think it was with the saints um, it, it, for a guy who's going to be hungry to on a one year, prove it deal, prove it getting any advice from a guy like Daniel Hunter that he can get is going to just be huge for the Vikings. Listen, anything that Brian Flores says, I'm going to give the okay to that's, that's really, (laughs) I don't have much to say outside of that. Like this defense was, was really bad last year to, to say it kindly. You didn't Um, like that Donashell defense, (laughs) but man. So like, (sighs) yo, so the defense was really bad last year. So if he decides he wants to move the playmakers on defense around, the best players on defense around, and just give different looks, um, different chaotic looks for you know offenses that will give offenses a hard time, give quarterbacks a hard time to move the ball up and down the field, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I trust that when game one of the regular season comes, he has already seen his players in every position that he wants to see them in. He knows their strengths. He knows their weaknesses. He knows where he could put them, where he can't put them, and he'll put them in the best positions to succeed. So, no, this didn't really alarm me at all. I, I, I took a double take. I took a double take, mm-hmm. but I didn't trip too much, if that makes sense. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't have the same reaction <laughs> that I had to Jordan Addison being receiver three. Let's just put it like that. It did not warrant the same reaction for me. I trust Brian Flores. I do too. Um, and frankly, I'm not even opposed to Daniel Hunter playing back and playing in some kind of linebacker role. Maybe if you like you show blitz and then he backs up and gets back into coverage. I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to these kinds of things as long as everything else is working around him too. Because I think Daniel Hunter is a very versatile player. 
Ever since the uh, the Vikings won in New Orleans in 2019, won that playoff game. I mean, the way that Mike Zimmer drew him up inside and stuff, I've, that just convinced me, all right, you can pretty much do whatever you want with this guy because he's such a freak of nature athletically. You just got to scheme him the right way. But he's still so talented that he's going to be able to get to the quarterback even in his own right. Uh, yeah, I trust Brian Flores. Um, he is. He, he mentioned that he had communication with Daniil even while the contract dispute was figure, like getting itself figured out so like they've been in touch this whole time about getting uh, him uh, 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 getting uh, into the defense and getting used to this new defense and so no I'm, I'm not worried about it but yeah I mean Vikings fans obviously are just a little gun shy because there are very there's various opinions about how Daniel was used last season so when you see him in a linebacker role you're thinking all right we're not going to do the same thing well no but maybe also kind of but with some tweaks and some uh, maybe even better players as well. Uh, the last part of the depth chart I really want to cover, guys, is the secondary. Probably the most thing we're going to scrutinize this season for the Vikings defense. And there's lots to talk about, um, at least starting with the cornerbacks and even with the safeties as well. But we'll start with the cornerbacks. Obviously, Byron Murphy, he's your cornerback number one, right? But debate about who would be cornerback number two. That right now actually is going to go to a Caleb Evans. He showed out really well last season, and I think he frankly deserves uh, having this spot right now. Uh, behind them, though, right now is Andrew Booth Jr., who has been a little bit, little bit hobbled uh, so far here in the in the preseason and in training camp. Um, ideally, you'd like Andrew Booth to be ahead of a Caleb Evans because Andrew Booth was drafted ahead of a Caleb Evans. Um, but right now, this is shaking up kind of as I expected, but I mean, we can talk about uh, Mecky Blackman, too, who is behind Juwan uh, Williams and I believe Kalen Barnes right now. Any concern right now that uh, Blackman is a little bit too low on the depth chart right now, guys? No, I mean, we saw what Mekhi Blackman did last year. Um, he he did shine at times, but there's also times where his performances sort of fell flat and didn't maybe live up to what you wanted when he did make his appearances. Um, Caleb Evans being the number two guy behind Byron Murphy Jr., granted based off what i've like based on kind of the jordan addison stuff i've seen is both like great to hear but also slightly concerning just because being the number two guy and i think a caleb evans has right as of right now earned that number two status um i've seen reports and i uh that like during some drills just like one-on-one -on -one drills jordan addison was cooking a caleb <laughs> evans at times so, um, granted, maybe that's just because it's a rookie and he doesn't really have like any prior knowledge to to go off of on like how he's uh, just how his movements are and everything like that. But um, when it comes to, I, I'm I will say I'm a little surprised. Makai Blackman is in the like second tier of backups, just because of how much volume he got last season for playing time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not mad at it. I don't disagree at all with anything that you just said, AJ. Only thing I would say is or question is the whole Addison thing. Like, it's hard because it's like maybe Addison is just that good. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I maybe mean, he's hey, fingers just, crossed. Right. I hope that's the yeah. I hope that's the case. Maybe he's just that nice. Maybe he's just giving everybody a hard time. I don't know how he's looking against Byron Murphy Jr., but you know, maybe maybe he's just looking that nice. Maybe he's just that cold. Who knows? I expect him to have a really good rookie season. That's why I said he needs to be receiver two right away. But Andrew Booth, I was really high on him, really high on him. I'm still high on him. But, yo, it, let's get it together. 
Let's, let's get it together. <laughs> he didn't really look that great this past season. You know, in preseason, the little bit of time we saw him in the regular season didn't look very good. He's dealing with injuries now. All right, bro. From my understanding, he had injury issues in, in, in college as well. And I tried to look past that because I'm like, hey, man, that happens. That happens. You get to the pros. You know, maybe you'll be in better shape. Maybe you won't be injured as much. But, yo, I had high expectations for him. And I still kind of do. I was really hoping by now he'd step into that, you know, CB2 role. I understand Evans being there. Like you said, he has, you know, played decent, even though he's getting cooked in training camp. Um, he has played decent from what we have seen on tape. But, yo, I need Andrew Booth to get it together this season. Like, I need him to <laughs> yeah. be on the field, and I need him to ball this season. Um, So, yeah, that's 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 really when I, when I looked at the cornerback position, that's the main thing I thought about because y'all know how I feel about Andrew Booth. Um, yeah. I, I think he was one of the best pickups that they that they made. I was super high on him when they drafted him, and I haven't. He's he's made me look very foolish. So uh, <laughs> I, I need my guy to step it up. It's time to step it up, stay healthy, and, and make an impact on the field. <sighs> I mean, can can a Vikings fan psyche take another potential just? player not working out drafted high at the cornerback position. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, we've had so many lately and I don't want to say Andrew Booth tracking that way by any means. He's got plenty of career left and all that kind of stuff, but it's just, man, it's just there. I mean, we've had so many like Cam Dantzler, um, I forget now Mike Hughes as well. And it just, I, I don't, again, there's a decent enough sample size to be worried about how things are tracking with him right now. But if he gets into these preseason games and is just, you know, healthy throughout the regular season, that's going to be fine. Um, and in terms of a player, I, I want to see what he's got too. And it's like a round pick. I want to, I want to see that pan out. And I also want to see that player get an opportunity, but I'm going to stand here right now and say, you know, despite what Jordan Addison may be doing to him right now, Caleb Evans deserves to be cornerback too right now. Uh, lastly, in the step chart analysis here on taxi squad, the safeties Hitman Harry, of course, your main safety. No, deba- no, no debating about that. I can't wait to debate about when he can t- potentially be in the hall of fame someday, but Cam Bynum, which again, not really surprised is safety. Number two, Lewis seen guys, Lewis seen still just is from by reports of training camp. Like physically, he is good. He's returned from the injury. Everything is fine there. Like the leg is all healed. Like that's fine. But there are still apparently just some things that are being reported about him just, you know, being able to execute all these plays, but maybe just things aren't clicking, maybe necessarily with the playbook and everything. Like he can go out there and he can take care of business. Um, but just him reading the plays right now might be an issue. Again, this was a first round pick. He got hurt last year, so I don't want to hag on him too much or anything like that. But I mean, we want this guy to be our starting safety someday, right guys? And look, Cam Bynum, he he's holding his right right now. He's a good player, but I really, really, really want Lewis seen to have an awesome joint practice, uh, joint practices in the next couple weeks. And I really want him to really show out in these preseason games. I want him to be the starting safety week one. I really do, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Just for the sake of slow integration of Lewis seen back into full speed football, I'm fine with him getting some action and coming off here as the like first backup. Um, I, I don't think just based off of like the absence that he had last season after his injury that you can immediately slot him back in there. So I have no issue with where we're at right now. Um, but it's about, you know, it's about getting back up to speed for him. You know, you don't, you don't, when you're driving to work, like floor it out of your driveway, you got to get to 20 miles per hour and then you 
turn out onto the main road and you can go up to like 50 and then all of a sudden you're on the highway you're on 694 and all of a sudden you can go 65 and then okay 140 exactly now we're now we're cooking here so um i i'm fine with where we're at here um i i have no issues with that at all yeah yeah i i completely agree actually you got to slowly bring him back you know you got to slowly bring him back he's coming off a major injury where he basically missed the whole season this past year and so I'm not too bothered by it, unlike AJ, who is bothered by something serious right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not too bothered by it at all. Um, I'm with you, though, Jason. I do want to see what he's got really soon, though. I do. Similar to Andrew Booth, I was really high on Lewis scene as well. I want to see what these guys got. So I think preseason is a really good time for those guys to come out. Joint practices, like you said. A really good time for those guys to come out and really show out, especially in the case of Lewis scene, who's healthy. Perfect opportunity. Um, and and I'm okay, like AJ said. I'm okay with starting like this. Let's see where he is at the end of preseason, though. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. see if he's still, you know, safety three at the end of preseason. Let's see where he is at the end of, you know, uh, these practices. Let's let's give it this whole offseason, this whole training camp to see and evaluate things. Um, I'm hoping by about midseason he could be the starter. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we, we will see. We will see. By the way, AJ was reacting. Dawson just got a red card, a terrible red card. And then, and now Toluca has a pen. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Um, Let's shift though our talking points because if you guys are fine with it, we have our first action, preseason action for the Vikings coming up here on Thursday the 10th. They are, are we, is it at Seattle? Yes. They're at Seattle. Mm -hmm. And if you guys don't mind, I have four. And four things that I am looking forward to to keep in a close eye on, and then uh, uh, for this preseason matchup. So I'll just kind of list them off, give a couple thoughts here, and I'll let you guys kind of analyze and kind of react to those four things. Thing number one, and maybe um, key number one to watch the running back game. Mm -hmm. We know Alexander Madison is going to be the bell cow, like we previously mentioned here. For the Vikings, but we just talked about Kane Wangwu, Ty Chandler as the two backups. I want to see what those guys have to offer. I imagine they're going to go to the ground a decent amount, um, just because I I think that's the biggest question mark on the offense for this Minnesota Vikings team facing them in 2023. Is who is the official RB two? Mm-hmm. So that that's my first thing. Any uh, any reactions from you, from you guys there that you want to add on? No, I totally agree with that. I want to see how this play, uh, this depth chart plays, and Toluca just scored to. Uh, and that's their goalie, by the way. Their wait, go- wait, what? Their goalie, oh my gosh, their goalie yeah. takes their penalty kicks. What? Yeah. Anyways, what? Thing number two. Wait, I wait. I, I do want to say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is their goaltender taking penalties he's for their, them? He's their best penalty taker. Why? That's why like is he a ben- goaltender then? Why is he not like a forward or a striker or something? Like why is he? I mean, he's just, that's, wait, what? It's, that's like uh, he. That's like his third penalty goal of the tournament so far. That's like Rudy Gobert taking a shootout shot for you at the end of a wild game. That's amazing. That's I. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that in soccer before. AJ, does that happen? Ever? Yeah, yeah, every oh, once in a while. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, it's, it's more rare, but it's one of those things where it's like because he faces them, he has it in his mind of like yeah. how to take it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, derail. What were you we talking about again? Oh yeah, the running backs uh, for the Vikings. Yeah. yeah I'm, your thoughts? Oh, sorry. I, go ahead. Yeah. I, all good. All, <laughs> I, I'm not in the studio, so I cannot see what's happening. So I feel super <laughs> oh. left out. But it's all good. It's all good. Um, one thing I will add that I didn't bring up before. I brought this up when he was drafted, and I'm going to quickly bring it up again right now. Dwayne McBride. 
I want to see him get on the field a little bit too, if possible. I want to see him probably get in there, probably like fourth quarter, probably super late, right? But that's the name to look out for this preseason because I feel like he's going to get a lot of snaps. He's going to get a good amount of snaps when they go deep into this this running back situation right here. So uh, he he was great in college. Um, I think he has a decent amount of upside, but he's really low on the depth chart. He was drafted really low. It's kind of like a shot in the dark for me. But I like Dwayne McBride, bro. I, I I like his game. That's all I'll say. I like his game. I agree. Yeah, and then just really quick before I move on here, with Kane Wangwu, like he still was battling some injuries at times through last week into this week. Ty Chandler, I guess, has been kind of looking better day by day. So he's, uh, I, I, I'm just expecting a big day for him and like him kind of in the back of his mind. Not that he wants to like show out, a, show up a teammate and take his position, but this is an opportunity for, for Ty Chandler to really step in on Thursday and, and say, Hey, I'm a notable guy here for filling Ad- Alexander Madison's shoes in that backup role. Yeah. To point number two, to keep an eye on, the play of Jaron Hall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are only <laughs> we are only a few years removed from the Kellen Mond debacle, where oh. will he, won't he? The will he eventually become a quarterback in this league? Won't he? I'm not sure. And we have had we've seen Mike Zimmer pretty much shoot that down, just not care. Do open press conference remarks saying like, hey, do we expect to see him at all? I see him enough every day in practice. I'll just say, I say, where's Kellen Mond anyway right now? Is he even on? Oh, yeah, he's on Cleveland right now. Yep, he actually played in the uh, uh, Hall of Fame game oh. last week. How you, about that? You got to love it. Um, <laughs> but Good it's problem. a new, it's a, it, as uh, as Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Biggie Lanks would say, it's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Jared Cleveland Hall, rocks. he's got a new regime, an offensive-minded coach. In Kevin O'Connell, a GM that backed him with that pick of uh, you know of, of a recent uh, kind of notoriety, he, it's going to be interesting. And I don't think anybody's expecting him to come out and immediately steal Nick Mullen's job as the backup. I don't think he will at all this season. He, I think, he's going to remain as the third string guy um, for the entirety of 2023. But I just want to see that he can somewhat hang. In the NFL, I want to see good reads. I want to see quick progressions. I want to see him at times just rifle it over the middle to an old, like a receiver in motion. I just want to see that he's hitting the guys he should. I want him to beat out Nick Mullins for this backup quarterback job so bad because I, here, well, he, here's the I problem. The here's the way. problem. He, he's doing well in training camp right now, and I think there's enough intrigue around Hall already that he's not going to make it on your practice squad if you put him off the 53. I think someone's going to scoop him up through waivers. So I would actually, if the Vikings actually think that he could be, you know, a, a quarterback option for them, or at least a pretty decent backup, look, I just think there's more upside there with with him as opposed to Nick Mullins. I think Nick Mullins is a very serviceable backup quarterback. I'd be happy to have him pretty much on any NFL roster. Um, but I just am digging right now the potential of Jaron Hall, and I think it, I, I don't think he'll make it on the practice squad. So I think the Vikings' hand might be a little bit forced, and I'm just hoping hoping that he plays really well to justify that decision. Over three thousand yards, thirty-one touchdowns, <laughs> just six interceptions in college. Mm-hmm. In that altitude, it's by BYU. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he looked mighty efficient with the football in college. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Um, I completely agree. I was going to say the same thing, Jason. I hope he gets that CB or that CB, the QB two position. I, I really hope he does. I think he has the potential to do so. 
Um, I wouldn't rush him into it, though. Mm-hmm. I would have continued to evaluate him, obviously, um, through the rest of this, of this training camp and throughout preseason. But I don't know, bro. I'm kind of – I don't know, bro. Maybe, I, maybe I'm on the hype train. But I'm kind of expecting him to do big things in preseason, man. I don't it's know. that purple light on your microphone. You're you're just loving the purple these days. I'm, I mean, I'm, the just, I'm just saying, you know, they can't confuse it with the green. I love my birds. But, you know, you know, I got some love for the Vikings too. And yeah. I, and I, I want to see what Jaron Hall has. I think he can play. Yeah, I think fly, he can play. Yeah. Maybe again. Maybe maybe I'm just on the hype train. You know what I'm saying? But we we will see. We the, I think the Vikings have potential to have a really good backup quarterback if he pans out the way I believe he can. Fly Vikings, fly! Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Point of interest number three for Thursday against the Seahawks: Ivan Pace Jr. Ooh. Currently listed as the fourth string inside linebacker. But it has been reported that Brian Flores is giving this young man all of the opportunities that he can. He He's getting a lot of times playing um, with the second. And I think he got a few snaps first team in replace of Brian Asamoah. Wow. Um, and, and not for the sake of taking away Asamoah's like bulk of work, but just like situational points of of of, mm-hmm. of interest mm-hmm. um but i guess he's impressed and i i, I guess he's kind of meshing very well in this new brian flores system so that is a guy who i'm in, i'm keeping an eye on when he's out on the field on thursday ivan pace jr i am so desperate for this vikings team to develop a stud young linebacker i think brian osimo is tracking really well for that but we we were spoiled a little bit with pretty good linebacker play for the vikings for a while with eric hendricks and even anthony barr even there were criticisms of anthony barr he was still a pretty solid player for several years and to have those duo in that defense for years i think actually for the vikings was was a luxury compared to most teams and so far this guy is tracking really well this preseason he's getting those snaps in really important uh spots right now if that continues through the joint practices, that is going to be an awesome thing to see because it means that the team's going to be confident about him going up in in very key situations. And I think a lot of teams are at the point now where they value these joint practices even more so than preseason games because they can actually have the starters go up against each other um, in very more controlled environments and stuff. So, yeah, I want to see this guy uh, ball out this preseason game and throughout the preseason. There's another player too, AJ. I don't know if you're about to mention him i'll wait until you tease your fourth one to make sure i'm not stepping on your touchdown call but there's one more guy absolutely i'm going to be watching on this defense as well but uh, we'll get to that later i saved in my opinion the juiciest point of interest for last year maybe the biggest battle on the roster heading up to week one are you ready mm-hmm. point of interest number four Special teams place kicker. Okay. Place (laughs) kicker. Okay. All right. Greg Joseph (laughs) undoubtedly has the K one indication as of right now, but hot on his trail. The 23 year old uh, nicknamed hot pod. The 2022 sec special teams player of the year. Hot pod. Jack pod. Hot pod. (laughs) They have in the most recent in the most recent practice, they these two guys went head to head, kicking from different increments, going from about 30, 37, 
kind of early 40s, mid 40s, and I believe the last one was 51. They both went five of six. Podlesny, he missed 51. Missed from 51. Wide left, sure. You oh, know, don't say those words. It's tricky. Greg Joseph, 37. Oh, was his love. only miss. Love. Greg Joseph missed from 37. And we know what he did last year at times where you walk up and you're like, uh, he won a couple big games, but it's, <laughs> it's still Greg Joseph. We've seen what he can do a couple times on these extra points. Jack Podlesny is giving the Vikings a reason to look for a new K1. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what I, I think there's going to be an interest. Uh, there's going to be instances on Thursday where maybe they're about, you know, it, it's like third and six on the 30. And they just run right up the middle just to see what, you know, a guy wants, how much he wants to fight for the extra yards. And then they're going to trot out hot pod. <laughs> and he, hot pod. I want to see if he's going to nail it or not. So that's my point of interest for Jack Podlesny. So you're saying there's a kicker controversy, huh? Yeah, as much as you want there to be. That's <laughs> right. Apparently, as much as you want there to be. <laughs> Hot pod. It's the best nickname on the team, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, lo- I love, a, I love a kicker controversy. Yeah, so. throw him on the practice squad. Why not? And see, we'll see what happens there. I, and I know, I know, Declan has been like the end all, be all for Greg Joseph diehards over the past like season or so. I just am not in love. I'm not in love hey, no, with okay. Greg Joseph as the starting kicker for the Vikings. I, I There's always room to improve, and you have a guy who is the 2022 SEC Special Teams Player of the Year, and when you have a nickname like Hot Pod. I was just how, about to say that. You yeah. got it. How many kickers yeah. have a nickname? I was Come just going to say Seabass. Seabass. Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg. But every anybody, any player named Greg is going to be called that. Greg Zerline was called Greg the Leg. So exactly. That's not unique. It's, 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 a re, it's, it's just because his name is Greg. So, and he's Ed, a kicker. Like, if he was a cornerback, nobody's calling him Greg the Leg. No. So, to, yeah. At, at okay. the kicker position, uh, you, you literally took the words right out of my mouth at the end. <laughs> if you're coming in with a nickname, if you're coming in with that much swag already, yep. Mm. What, what is it? Hot pod? Is that what it is? Hot, hot, hot pod. pod. Oh Leslie. my goodness. Hot pod. Listen, oh, sorry. he got the starting job from me already. He oh, got it from me wow. already. Just off, just off the swag. Just off the Greg. swag. Because Greg. truthfully, now I, I don't want to disrespect Greg Joseph because, Too late. because he was decent last year. He, he was, was decent last year. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 was better than the year before. I will say that. A lot of games were close this past year. He kicked a good amount of big time field goals, so I don't want to just dismiss him. But hot pot? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. bro. That to have that type of swagger right away, we'll see what he's got in preseason. We'll yeah. we'll see what he's got in preseason for sure. But like, yeah. it's it's nothing like a it's nothing like a kicker with swag. I think about the kicker from um the kicker that plays over in Cincinnati. Can't think of his yes. name. He's got so much McPherson. Swag, yeah, 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 yeah. McPherson. He just walks up and he's like, "Oh, that's good. He's gonna he's gonna make this. This yeah, is over with." Like he just got that swagger and like mm-hmm. you need a kicker with that type of confidence. He's, yeah. he's it seems like that type of nickname. You already walk in with a certain level of confidence. Like I'm gonna win this this game. So don't want to jump the gun, but I'm with AJ. Let's see what he's got, man. Let let's see what he's got. Let's purposely not get a first down in preseason and kick yes. an extreme, an extremely long field goal to see if he can knock it down. 
Yeah, and I, I thought we were gonna like talk about Andre Carter or something like that. Is like the <laughs> I thought that was gonna that was the guy I was gonna tease about maybe talking because he's had a great preseason as well. But no, we're I think we are the first no, credited podcast in this market to bring up a potential kicking controversy for the Vikings. I love it. That's how Taxi Squad does. First, first comment section first. I love it um, because I know I know there's like a handful of listeners that are like, what are we? Why are they not talking about Lewis Seen? Why are they not? Talking we already about talked Andre about Carter. And, and I know there's like two guys that are just like. Yes, kicker. Yes, <laughs> they were both, they were both kickers in high school, and they're for like, you. I want to talk kickers. That's for those two listeners, just for you guys. Absolutely, I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, the the guy is allowed to force hands if he kicks really well, and Greg kicks okay. You know, yeah, have that conversation if you need to, Quasi and KOC. But right now, I think I think it's pretty obvious that is Greg's job to lose at this point. He's gonna have to. I, I think he's gonna have to like start. Uh, actually missing some significant kicks in the preseason um, if they were going to make a change. But Hot Pod, how can you hold off such an amazing nickname for 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 long? You know what I mean? It just seems like like Thanos, I am inevitable. You know what I mean? Hot Pod. Tell this My man goodness. he's not going to be a starting kicker in the NFL. I, oh, look man. at the <laughs> lettuce on that head. AJ showing us a picture of the guy and... <laughs> Yeah, swag. there's some swag. swag to that, dude. Have you ever been this mean mugged by a kicker in your and, life? And man, Greg Joseph is such a nice guy, too. He's just like so like, oh, yeah, I'm whatever, man. Good luck, Greg. Uh, I'm cheering for you, Greg. God. I'm the only, I may be the only one around here doing that, but I, I'm cheering for you, Greg. Um, anyway, uh, gentlemen, we're here. We're going to be able to actually break down a football game next week with the Vikings taking on the Seahawks. I don't anticipate really any significant starters uh, playing in this game, guys. I, I doubt JJ will play. I doubt Kirk will play. I doubt really anybody significant will play. Um, but it, it's we're here. It's football season. We still got the state fair right around the corner too. And let's not forget that. But I, I just I just can't believe we're here and we're going to be breaking down a football game next week. But we got to wrap things up pretty quick here on the Taxi Squad, gentlemen. Any final thoughts before we send our listeners off? Into the great unknown, I guess. I don't know what. Anyway, um, again, man, shout out to shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. Like I, I'm just, I'm oh really my god, happy. I, turn it, the it, color it really on the microphone like, to green now. Turn it to green. Man, you can turn like, it to can green. I, can I do this? You, yeah, you, there's a little <laughs> light on top that's green, so you've been showing your true colors this whole time. Yeah, yeah, man. You're I, like I can't a find scroll the right this second, but you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy with that, man. For for the NFL players who aggravated me all last week. I had to go on the rank because I didn't like where anybody was ranked. And then I said, wait a minute. Remember I said Jalen Hurts will be number 20. Then he didn't pop up within 15. I'm like, dang, okay. Well, he's going to be like number 12. Then he didn't pop up at 12. I was like, oh, crap. Then he was like, okay, he's not going to be top 10. Then he was top 10. I was like, whoa. Then he was top five. I was like, wow, wow. So, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud of my boy. Congratulations. Number three. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take One, it. Let me ask you really quick. Was there ever any point after like they got to five or like you know inside of five or they <laughs> they announced four and they were like, were you ever just like, you know, I know AJ was joking, but what if he didn't make the list? Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I think oh I don't even want to. There know was what there was to... there was that there was that small piece of me that was like, bro, if he's not on this list, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> There was also a small part of me there that was like, bro, if he's number one, I'm gonna lose it. So like, so it was like two ends of the extreme, but he fell yep. right in the middle. And I was like, I'm not mad at this at all. I'm not mad no. at that. They finally got something. Well, I won't I won't say they got it completely right, but I'll say they finally got something 
I can smile about it. I can say that. I can smile about that. I, I respect the respect my quarterback is getting. That's that's what I'll say. You underrated him. You had him lower than Joe Burrow in your rankings. I, I, the I the did. disrespect from you out of from Jalen Hurts. I, I had him as, as the third best quarterback in the league. I did, man. I, I'm shocked at how the players feel. But I mean, hey, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that at all. You know, I'm not mad at that. Not one thing. I know some uh, Cowboy fans that are, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Final thoughts from you, AJ? Um, no, I, I... You're caught up in this game right now. You're so pissed about that penalty. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 from my sources, apparently it was justified, but then it was a second yellow for Asani Dotson. So, I don't know. It's just you go up 2-0 you go up two nil on a team um, at home. You kind of expect to hold it, especially when... The, the way the stars align here for Minnesota United mm-hmm. is if they keep going and they possibly have a have a chance to meet Inter-Miami and either it would be the semifinals or the championship, they would then host Inter-Miami so Messi would come to town. And I, I, I need that to happen. Um, and <laughs> yes. now the fact that they got scored on by a goalie, that's what I do in FIFA when, like, a guy's wasting my time and he, like, and I'm just, like, trolling at that <laughs> point. I bring out my goalie to take the penalty kick for me. Like, it's... It sounds more disrespectful than it probably is, but it's just, come on now, guys. Uh, but now they're playing a man down. They're three minutes into stoppage time. They're I'd hopefully going to go to penalty kicks um, and then win. But well, they're mad about something else, yeah. too. But that's all I've got. I, I'm excited <laughs> for football to be back. Yes. Um, and we'll have another hot topic show. Breaking it all down next week. Yes, my final thoughts for today. The Minnesota Twins. I know we didn't talk about them a lot today just because we're all into football season, but much better week. Much better week. A 5-2 and two record. Uh, building, a, I think, their biggest lead since 2019. Um, I believe now is at four and a half games, but it was at five and a half. Uh, good. Good, 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 good. This is a good bounce back. This is we want. This is this. This is what we want to see. Uh, we questioned what you guys did at the deadline. Uh, we we're wondering if those moves are going to pan out. Right now, it is working for you. Uh, the schedule gets a little bit tougher later on, though. But beat up those not so good teams like Arizona and Detroit, even though you got shut out tonight. Uh, you're playing like a division champion at the moment, Twins. Please keep that up. Again, this race is not over. As much as the Guardians are flailing right now and throwing fisticuffs at Tim Anderson, I mean. The AL Central is absolutely imploding on themselves on itself right now. So things are tracking good for they had a good week for the Twins. But again, there's lots of season to go. Anyway, that's going to be it for Taxi Squad this week, everyone. Thank you again for joining us for another in-depth conversation about the Vikings. Again, we get to break down a game next week, an actual game. Can't wait to get into that with you guys. It's going to be so much fun. And we'll talk about any other other on any of the other big Minnesota sports topics. Uh, breaking news, all that kind of stuff that may come up in the next week. Uh, if you want to listen to Taxi Squad, you can check us out on Apple. If you do so, please give us a five-star rating. You, you can also find us on Spotify. The best way to support us, though, is to go to scorenorth.com, download that Score North mobile app, find Taxi Squad, find any of your podcasts. As artist finally got the microphone color changed to green <laughs> for the Eagles. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find any of your favorite. We don't have any Eagles podcasts. Sorry, y'all. But that's where you can find any of your favorite Minnesota sports podcasts, Taxi Squad, Mackie and Jub, Purple Daily, all that good stuff. Uh, my name is Jason Stormer. We got AJ Fredrickson over there, Artist Woods over there with that fancy new microphone that he will have next week. And until then, folks, we will talk to you then. Take care. Bye-bye.